across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Quarter past seven on Friday, the International Court of Justice ruling it will not impose additional measures on Israel to prevent genocide or potential genocide in Gaza, but did say an Israeli offensive in Rafa would, and I'll quote, would exponentially increase what is already a humanitarian nightmare with untold regional consequences. End quote. The court also said the situation in Gaza required its previous ruling to be implemented urgently. South Africa has already said Israel is ignoring the previous ruling. Professor Mia Swart is a visiting professor of international law at the Witz Law School. Professor, good morning. Good morning. How would you interpret what the court is saying here? On the one side, denying our application. On the other side, reminding Israel of what could happen. Yes, well... Um, again, there are two sides to this. Uh, on the one hand, you know, it is good that South Africa brought this request for additional measures. Um, it shows that we are staying with the case, that we keep, you know, we keep at it, we are concerned about the enforcement, and we are not prepared to let Israel's continuous violations go. On the other hand, it is a tricky situation because the court has had its say, and, you know, it made a powerful statement on the 26th of January. And there is a view that the court is not really, you know, its own enforcer, that that role is not played by the ICJ of enforcing its own decisions. And this is essentially what South Africa is asking it to do now. Do you think the judges may believe Israel is ignoring their earlier order? Is it too much of a stretch to read into their statements that perhaps they believe Israel is not complying with their previous order? Um, yes, I believe the the language they used most recently is powerful. They they called for an immediate and effective implementation of the 26th January order, which, of course, implies that it's not being uh, implemented. And, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens about a week from now when Israel has to report. You know, they were asked to report within a month on the extent to which they're implementing the additional measures. And they will no doubt, you know, say that they are giving Gazans warnings, that they are, you know, still concerned about Gazans acting as human shields, which I think is a nonsense argument. But, you know, they are, they're clearly going to justify, continue justify what they're doing um, and continue the, the, the breaches of the provisional order. Um, I just think that the court was probably in a, in a position where it thought that should it now go any further, it might also drive Israel further away from the court. Because remember, Israel has to be, you know, seen or, you know, it's it's more advantageous if Israel is also in the court and can respond and can be part of the process rather than if Israel just withdraws from this completely. Um, it, it, over the last few days, we've seen allies of Israel. So, I mean, particularly, for example, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, saying Israel must not go into Rafa. Do you think, and, and uh, what seems to me, is that more and more countries are beginning to be critical of Israel when perhaps they weren't before. Do you think our application to the court has made any impact on that? Or do you think that process was going to happen anyway? No, I think there's no doubt that our application has made you know, a significant difference. Uh, the academic uh, Mike Baker, he's based at the at Trinity College in Dublin, and he's made the point that, you know, the U.S. in particular would probably not have called so strongly for a ceasefire and, you know, played the role in the current negotiations that they're playing if it weren't for our application. So on that diplomatic level, <clears throat> we definitely do see results. However, in terms of results on the ground, in terms of a ceasefire, we seem 
in some respects to be further away than ever because we know that the latest rounds of negotiations are failing and that Israel is, is simply is simply refusing to you know to withdraw from Gaza it's refusing a ceasefire it's refusing any of the the demands that Hamas you know is making before it's agreeing to it will agree to release the hostages there was a brief statement on X this week, and we've been watching this situation on Friday, that court ruling. Then also on Friday, the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Nelvanay, uh, dying, passing away. His family clearly believes he was killed by the Russian state. Our international relations spokesperson, Clayson Moniela, uh, offered condolences on X. The ANC Secretary General, Fakil Mbalula, is in Russia at the moment. How do you view South Africa's reaction to this? <clears throat> I certainly think that the department could have issued, you know, a stronger official statement. Um, since Russia is a friend of South Africa, it's it's not a surprise that it didn't. But I think it was, you know, it's it's sort of, you know, out of touch. It's insensitive because, you know, we know that worldwide leaders have been condemning the Russian regime in the strongest terms. We saw that that um, statement by Barack Obama. We've seen statements in various parts of the world. And I think that, you know, our department is simply acting in too meek a manner. Professor Mia Swat, thank you. Professor of International Law at the Witz School of Law.